Well, hello there, Faith Covenant Church. I'm Brad Kendall, your lead pastor, coming to you on the very first weekend of Coronavirus 2020. <laughs> this has been an unprecedented week in our country. I've never seen anything or experienced anything like this ever in my life, and I counted a privilege to be able to speak into this predicament with words of grace and truth and hope. I think it'd be great if we would pray before we go further. And what I'd like to do right now is I'd like to use a paraphrased version of Psalm 56 for our prayer right now. So uh, please just join me in this. The psalmist prays, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from you, O Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You will not let our foot slip. You watch over us. You do not slumber, Lord. You are the shade at our right hand. The sun will not harm us by day, nor the moon by night. You, Lord, keep us from harm. You watch over our lives. O oh, Lord, you watch over our coming and going, both now and forevermore. Amen. I love uh, to pray the scriptures. The scriptures always help me um, learn how the ancient church and those who came before the ancient church uh, prayed to God. And they had a knowledge of God that I think we all desire. That psalm was written by a person who knew the God, the same God that all of us worship. Now, let's say you were new to this God. Let's say you'd never even heard about the God that Faith Covenant Church worships. Let me tell you a little bit about our God. The God we worship knows everything. I mean, there's nothing our God doesn't know. And our God is all-powerful. When God spoke, a whole universe was born. Our God created butterflies and anacondas and the Milky Way. There's nothing our God didn't create. And get this, our God is everywhere. Our God is in Wuhan, China. Our God is in South Korea and North Korea. Our God is in Italy and France and, the, and London. Our God is right here, south of the river in Minnesota. There's no place we can go to hide from our all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present, ever-loving God. But sometimes, if we're honest with ourselves, our God does seem kind of distant, kind of hard to find for people. And it's in times like these where we ask, hmm, where is God in this scary world? Or more specifically, where is God in a coronavirus world? My answer to you is very simple. I wish I had a really complex message, but I don't have a complex message. I just have something very simple to say. It's summed up in this one verse. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Where is God in a coronavirus world? You are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. You know, the Bible is a very honest book. I say this quite a bit. It doesn't pull any punches. It doesn't paint a picture of a Zeus-like God throwing thunderbolts from the sky to win God's battles. No, it tells the story of a God who most often empowers human beings 
to carry out his redemptive, restoring, healing work. It tells the story of normal people. Abraham, Moses, David, Mary, Peter, Paul, James, the, the heroes of the Bible were just normal people like you and me. And of course, Jesus was, it is, a person, fully God, fully human. I find it so fascinating that God, the Almighty God, sees fit to bring healing and comfort to a scary world through himself in the flesh. We, you, are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a part of the body of Christ. I mean, think about it. Jesus' body, Jesus' body was pierced, flesh and blood. That is the model. Jesus on the cross, present in a body, is the model for the way God comforts and heals. And of course, Jesus is resurrected, and we, the church, were filled with the Spirit of Christ. It's called the Day of Pentecost. After the resurrection of Christ, the Holy Spirit comes upon the disciples of Jesus such that we are now the body of Christ. And each one of us is a part of it. One of my favorite scholars, N.T. Wright, he puts it this way. He says, It isn't that the cross has won the victory, so there's nothing more to be done. Rather, the cross has won the victory as a result of which there are now redeemed human beings getting ready to act as God's wise agents, being equipped to reflect his image into his creation, to bring his wise and healing order to the world, putting the world to rights under his just and gentle rule. Where is God in a coronavirus world? We ask, we are the body of Christ. And each one of us is a part of that body in this world. We are the hands and feet of Jesus, empowered by the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, to be walking good news. So that being the case, what might be our strategy in a coronavirus world where this virus seems to create distance, to separate us? And I get that. You know, our, our first instinct, of course, is to protect in a time like this, to close ourselves off, to exclude the danger from our lives. But you are the body of Christ, and each one of us is a part of that body in this world. Now, you might be thinking right now, I, I'm struggling with this, Pastor, we have to protect our families. Are you telling us not to heed the safe counsel of safe social distancing? No, I, I get it. <laughs> Trust me. We closed the church building, you know, until further notice because we're, we want to uh, create safe social distance. I think it would be fair to say loving our neighbors now means a safe distance. But that doesn't change that we are the body of Christ and each one of us is a part of that body. Therefore, the attitude of our hearts and our lives still has to be the attitude of openness and embrace that Christ has. What might be the fundamentals of openness and embrace in this present circumstance in a coronavirus world? Well, First of all, and you've heard me talk about this before, 
our fundamental posture of Faith Covenant Church has to be a posture of open arms. While the rest of the world right now wants to close its arms to protect, the body of Christ must open its arms to its friends and neighbors. Open arms, even at a safe social distance, are still a sign of an invitation. They say, I am open to you. Even though we're both afraid, please know I still have space in my life to be your friend, to be your brother, to be your sister. Open arms, are they're like a door that we leave open for an unexpected friend. And of course, we have the concern, if I open my arms, I'm, I, I'm going to leave myself vulnerable. And that's true. You know, that's the way love is. You know, just like Jesus on the cross, he left himself vulnerable and it cost him his life. But this is the way of the people of the cross. This is the way of the body of Christ. Each of us is a part of that body. The cross of Christ compels us to open our arms, to make space in our, lime, in our, in our lives, letting the world knows that even in scary times, the church is still open. Once our arms are open, what do we do? Well, there is a waiting period, right? You know, think about it. Do you know someone afraid these days, someone crying out to God, God, where are you? Now, if you, of course, you can't force them to not be afraid. You can't fix that. But somehow, our presence, uh, approaching them in some way, whether it's online, with a phone call, with a, a letter, our openness to them and that waiting models what God has done for us. God didn't force himself upon any of us, but he did open himself and he patiently waited for the groaning world to desire relationship with him. And I'm willing to bet God has strategically placed you in the lives of people right now who are afraid of this coronavirus world. And guess what? You can't take away their fear. Your job is simply to open your life and wait, letting them know you are not heading to the bunker to protect your lifetime supply of toilet paper. You are present. God's representative reminding them by your open life, God is not against them. He is actually present. He's not distant. He's very present. And he loves people. We are a demonstration of that loving. And when that person or those people give up and desire the embrace of Christ, the Christ in you, your job, at a safe social distance, of course, is to gently enclose them with, I don't know what it is in this time, it's your prayers, of course, your words of encouragement, your listening ear. You know, in these times when loving your neighbor means keeping your distance, people still need to be embraced. My fear in a coronavirus world is the body of Christ prepping for the apocalypse rather than actively pursuing in love those who are hurting and fearful. So let me ask you this. Do the people in your life, the people in your neighborhood Do they know you are a person to whom they can go during this time and receive love? Do your neighbors know that you're a person who refuses fear and chooses love during times of uncertainty? And what would it take for you to let them know, hey, listen, I'm not not one of those people who's going to close you off. I'm one of those people who's open. 
Is it possible, even a time of safe social distancing, that we, the body of Christ, might be a church of the open arms, waiting to embrace a fearful humanity? And what might that look for you, look like for you today? Where is God in a coronavirus world? He is most powerfully in his people. We are the body of Christ, and each one of us is a part of it. Part of it. Yes, loving our neighbor is going to keep, uh, might mean keeping our, our distance, but distance does not mean absence. It does not mean exclusion. It is absolutely vital. As the world cowers in fear, we open ourselves in love. One other thought before I close. You might ask, I've asked, you know, how in the world are we going to stay connected during this time when our building is for the most part closed? I mean, midweek ministries are not going to happen. Um, uh, small groups, you can still meet, of course, depending upon uh, how you feel about that. Our, our, our big gatherings on the weekend, they're not going to happen. So how are we going to stay connected? Well, this blew my mind as I biblically thought about it. Hear this, church, our connection was never bound by a building. We are connected by the Holy Spirit of God. The same Spirit that was in Jesus and the apostles is the same Spirit that connects you and me right now. We are connected by an eternal connection that will never, ever be separated. The same Spirit that is in me and you right now is the same spirit that is in the Christian in Italy, in China, in France, in Germany, you know, all in Iran. You know, the, the spirit of Christ is what binds us together. So, so our connection hasn't changed one bit in a coronavirus world. Next week in my message, and for the next many weeks, what I want to do is I want to give, uh, because we've been talking about the gospel, what is, this, what is the gospel? How do we share the gospel? I want to give you simple, practical ways that you can share the good news of Christ in a world that is hearing a lot of bad news. So let's stay in touch throughout the week. Uh, you can always call the office. You can leave a voicemail for the staff. You can shoot me an email, find me or other staff members on Facebook. Trust me, Faith, we're going to get through this. And once we're on the other side, I think as always happens in the history of the church, we're going to look back and we're going to see, wow, look at the way God provided. Look at the way God showed up. Look at the way God grew us during that time. And since we're not meeting, please remember, your church still needs to pay a bill, pay its bills. So please remember, you can give online, send in a check. Uh, we'll be checking the mail every day. We don't want to lose step with the ministry God has for us. Let me close in prayer. Holy God, we give you praise, God, that you have declared us, normal people like us, the body of Christ. Each one of us is a part of your body. God, we are grateful you have placed us where you have placed us to be good news. You are our strength. You are protection. You are a shield, a protector. Lord, for those in fear, we pray for a deep, deep experience of your Spirit's comfort during this time. For those who are in crisis, we pray you'd light their path toward freedom from that crisis. For those who are sick all over the world, for those who are grieving, we pray your Holy Spirit would act in the name of Jesus to bring healing and restoration. 
Lord God, we pray you would empower us now as your body to open ourselves up to this hurting world. May your presence be our presence so those searching for you see you and us. Shine your light brightly through Faith Covenant Church these days so the world knows you are crazy in love with them, and so are we. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.